Peace be with you and welcome to a brand new episode of The Burning Strength Show. I'm your host as always, Father Christopher Cox, and you're listening to the recording of episode 113, which is being recorded on Friday, April 3rd, 2020. As always, happy to come to you with a brand new episode. Uh, Very good to get back behind the microphone and record a podcast episode. Obviously, since the last episode, since 112 was released, a lot of things have happened. And of course, it took me away from uh, being able to do a lot of the different things that that I was used to doing as a priest and sort of the regular schedule and routine that I I was used to. So uh, we find ourselves here on episode 113. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of those changes due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Sort of, uh, I'll fill you in with the first segment about uh, what I've been up to and how that's kind of affected, uh, you know, my ministry as a priest. uh, How that's kind of affected uh, a number of the people around me, including the parish here. Uh, And then what I think I'm going to do, so we're going to create this as a special edition episode. Um, I want to use this opportunity to talk a little bit about prayer and how um, you can help augment your prayer life from wherever you are, especially probably at home. And for our first segment in episode 113, I am just going to basically give you an update about uh, where I'm at with things and uh, where the world is at right now. Just kind of a recap of where we're at, if you didn't already know, of course. Uh, so so basically back in, I believe it was mid-December, uh, there was the first cases of COVID-19 happening in um, China. And uh, it happened in a city called Wuhan. And uh, thanks be to God for for good people over there. Again, we got to be grateful for this. There were were good doctors. There were good people trying to get the word out to the rest of the world community. Unfortunately, the Chinese government um, is is not so good at uh, getting out information, especially accurate information. And uh, what this has done is, of course, created this worldwide pandemic uh, where this virus has spread all throughout the world, including here in the United States, has put most of the world on lockdown uh, since last month and uh, will continue to remain in lockdown. In Ohio, as of this recording, we are on isolation measures in through, I believe, May 3rd. And uh, that is a Sunday, so uh, everybody is safe at home. Uh, people who can work at home or working from home, people who are what's team are termed as essential workers, are of course taking extra precautions, going to work, and uh, working for the betterment of society. Uh, but uh, a lot of different measures have been released here in Ohio every day at two o'clock. The governor comes on with uh, his his staff to uh, to give us updates and to apply new measures that are are for the betterment of the people of Ohio. And it's just, uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I have not been on to record a new episode for about a month and a half almost, is basically uh, because since this has happened, uh, we had entered into the season of Lent, 
and uh, everything was going fine for that first week, and then it seems like everything just hit like a wrecking ball. In um, you know, here in uh, Ohio, the Ohio Conference of Catholic Bishops, uh, back on what was it? Uh, let's see, it was March thirteenth, which was a Friday. Uh, gave all of the faithful of Ohio um, a couple weeks of uh, a dispensation from the obligation to Sunday mass attendance. And so that the last time I had an opportunity to gather with, with my people here on a Sunday was that uh, following Sunday, which would have been March 15th. The following day, March 16th, I had the uh, Monday morning mass at 7 a.m. And it was uh, that mid-afternoon that the Ohio bishops came together with the governor and uh, created uh, the discourse to um, the difficult decision to uh, suspend public masses through Easter. And then we just got a another notification yesterday, so that's April 2nd, saying that that was going to be extended through uh, the week the weekend, so that's Sunday, uh, May 3rd. So uh, it keeps getting pushed depending on where our numbers are at. And so right now that means the sacraments. And unfortunately, what that really means is is Holy Week. Not being able to celebrate Holy Week, the holiest week of the year, in person with each other. Uh, but uh, by the beauty of the internet, um, by the beauty of television, uh, still being able to pray together as a community, whether we're at home or, or in person, just being able to gather together as a community um, even in this, uh, this I, time of physical distancing, I don't like that idea that that phrase social distancing, I think that's a terrible phrase, uh, because we should still be socially connected with each other, but, uh, it's more in regards to physical distancing, um, that whole six feet thing, uh, groups of less than 10. And, um, of course, uh, you know, not getting together with, uh, even just with, with groups of people on a regular basis, like you might like small groups of friends or anything like that, not being able to play sports with a group of people, um, other than your family members. It's, uh, it's taken a lot of measures. Of course, our schools are shut down. Uh, but, uh, here at least I can vouch for the Catholic schools. I give credit to, to Catholic school systems, especially to, to our, our nuns who helped to establish it here in the United States and here in Cleveland, uh, the foundation that you guys built to just continue to help to uh, improvise, especially during difficult times and trying to do a lot with a little. Uh, by virtue of technology, our Catholic schools are still going on. Um, by using technology uh, such as Zoom, uh, Google Classroom, all the, the Google production suites, email, um, all sorts of different things, Google meetups, and, and people are able to continue to, to chat with each other. Kids are still able to learn from their teachers, and uh, it's not the most ideal of situations, of course, but it, it is at least something so that uh, the hope being that uh, the kids are able to finish the school year, uh, whether that's online or in person, and able to do it on time so that uh, they can... Uh, uh, hopefully enjoy uh, their summer and just get a little bit of break from um, from schooling. And that teachers even, we always think of the students, but the teachers too um, uh, will get a little bit of break as well. And I know a lot of teachers rely on summer income to help uh, supplement their income from teaching. And so uh, for their sake too, and for the sake of just even just their mental health like we we hope that uh, they're able to to have that as well so we don't have any updates on any of that but uh, there's been a lot 
transpiring. Um, and it seems like there's new updates every day, not just from the state, but uh, as a result of what comes from the state, the Ohio bishops, our diocesan administrator here, Father Don Alexiak, continuing to give us new directives as a diocese. So um, I'll, I'll tell you what I've been doing um, as a priest, and, I, and no, a number of you have seen already. Um, as as a result of all of this, uh, again, March 16th was that day when we finally got the directive of suspending public masses. I remember meeting with the the two other priests here, and we have a seminary intern. We were uh, meeting around gosh, right around the time that this took place. So this would have been afternoon on Monday. And I was rushing around like a madman, just trying to figure things out. Um, what can I do? So we knew what the directives were. And a lot of people are asking like, well, what, what do you think about the directives? I haven't really had time to think about what I think about the directives because I've been trying to you know, working with the directives, trying to figure out what can I do? What can I do? So one of the first things that we set up here at the Parish of St. Charles was to start doing stream masses. <laughs> so I set up a makeshift chapel here on campus here, and it wasn't the, the nicest looking thing, and it was using some some older equipment that, that I happen to have and setting up a stream mass. And so the next day, which happened to be St. Patrick's Day, uh, we were live. We started doing live stream masses. I think we, we went live at 3 o'clock. The next day we went live at 3 o'clock uh, on the 18th, and then every day since then we have went live at 11 o'clock. That doesn't mean that there hasn't been any technological hiccups uh, with the extra bandwidth that everybody's using, so that's uh, extra internet usage. Um, it has created backlogs and internet um, issues and stuff like that on your end as the consumer, on our end, of course, as uh, streaming the masses. But I think we finally got a lot of our tech down. So we're not ending... Oh, for the last week, we haven't had any hiccups. So um, we've been streaming masses and trying to to get that opportunity for prayer for people out there. Obviously, we can't join physically for prayer. So each of those videos has had um, the spiritual communion prayer listed. We've had one of our pastoral staff members here at the parish pray that uh, that prayer for us um, to lead you uh, in that spiritual communion prayer at home. And God offering you those spiritual graces, you know, that's part of our theology, is if we can't physically join in prayer, you know, God knows the desires of your heart. And so your your physical desire for, for communion, of course, uh, allows you to receive those graces that you would normally receive. I know it doesn't feel the same, and we're very tangible creatures as human beings, as, as that's how God created us. But, but at least knowing spiritually that, that God is gifting us with that gift of grace each and every time we pray. And that's the key word, to pray with, not just watch, but to pray with these stream masses. Uh, whatever mass you end up praying with, whether it's uh, the stream masses that I'm doing, uh, that the parish is doing uh, on, on my uh, YouTube channel, and uh, or you know other parishes or bishops or priests, uh, whatever they're, they end up doing. Uh, so here at the parish, we didn't have the the technological capabilities of doing it in the church. Uh, a lot of parishes had that set up, but we thought it be uh, it be important to allow our parishioners to to go into the church throughout the day if they wished um, to pray. You know, one of the things that we wanted to do is to help people maintain hope. If you need a pr- place to pray, a holy place other than home. And other than the park is being able to pray inside the church. And so from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., people can come inside St. Charles Church and pray. 
um, each and every day. And so uh, if we're doing 11 o'clock streams, that means that uh, we, of course, can't use the church, but that's okay. We set up that uh, temporary space, and it has worked out great. We've uh, added a few upgrades, changed a couple of things with the camera, upgraded the sound, uh, upgraded the lighting, uh, thanks to our parishioner. Uh, lending us uh, some spotlights, and things have have worked out well. Um, Our plan for Holy Week, uh, if you are listening to this, uh, is we do plan on doing um, Palm Sunday and uh, the daily Masses. Uh, We will uh, uh, kind of bring everybody to the live stream of the Chrism Mass on Tuesday with... um, with the diocese, we will have a daily mass, of course, at 11, but uh, we'll point everybody into the direction of the diocese. And then for the Triduum, just because we don't have the space and the technological capabilities right now, um, we want everybody to tune tune into the turn into the Mother Church, tune into the diocese. And so uh, stjohncathedral.com, I believe, is uh, St. John Cathedral. Uh, in Cleveland, the website, uh, you can tune into the Holy Masses there. They, they've been doing live streaming for, for years now. They've really spent the time um, figuring out the best angles, figuring out what to do, and uh, they have the capabilities. They, um, they have the space, and so uh, we're trying to, to have everybody go there uh, to celebrate the Triduum. We will be back on Sunday at 11 o'clock, Easter Sunday, celebrating Mass with all of you. And um, because I am the tech person uh, right now, and because I am the art and environment person, I know it's not perfect. I apologize for that. It's it's not my forte. and But uh, we're trying to do the best that we can with, with what we have. And uh, right now, just um, being able to, to figure all those things out. Um, in my own uh, personal life, of course, it's uh, it's been kind of a whirlwind because just a lot of the things that I'm so used to doing as a priest have have changed. You know, from the regular routine in my life, uh, celebrating mass with the people, the the amount of time that it takes to do that. Uh, people think that it's really easy to put on a stream mass. It is very complicated and it's very time consuming. I. Uh, just to kind of get an idea, I spend at least, uh, so our Mass is at 11, I start at about 10 a.m., um, getting all the technology ready, uh, sending out messages through our social media, uh, St. Charles and Parma, and just trying to get everything ready with that to give people the links, making sure everything's good on the parish website, and then um, just trying to get everything ready with the stream itself. Of course, being the celebrant too for a lot of these masses, it makes it uh, kind of difficult to be able to uh, to manage. Obviously, because uh, the most important thing for me right there is, as much as I would love to pray with you guys and to make sure there's no technical technical difficulties, it is to uh, to to celebrate the liturgy, is to pray for all of you. Um, and, and so sometimes uh, in the beginning when we were doing these these masses, there were a few technical glitches when I couldn't uh, troubleshoot it because I was celebrating the mass. So um, we, we were able to luckily record those masses and to put those masses up if there were problems um, on the technical end. So uh, while we're streaming it, we're also recording it just in case anything does happen. Uh, but uh, we, we've been, again, we've been a lot better with all of that. Uh, trying to continue to put on uh, online content. So I taught people how to pray night prayer. 
I believe about a week ago. Uh, it was about nine days ago. It was uh, Wednesday, uh, the 18th, I believe, maybe. I can't remember. It seems like all the days kind of blend together, doesn't it? But uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, FR Christopher Cox, uh, you can find Night Prayer. If you've ever wanted to learn how to pray the Liturgy of the Hours, uh, Night Prayer is the easiest part of the Liturgy of the Hours learn. And we pray it with our youth group. Certainly miss praying with with all of them, but we pray it with our youth group when we gather on Sundays and uh, sometimes on Wednesdays. So uh, it was a great opportunity to pray with some of the digital community. Uh, And I also, at a popular request, posted a version of the the Stations of the Cross. So you can find that on the blog, burningstrength.com. If you go under the uh, it should be on that the first thing on the posts um, after this uh, this episode, so you can find that on there as well. Uh, so again, Stations of the Cross. It's using the classic stations. I believe they were the ones written by Saint Alphonsus Liguori himself, and then the English translation. There's a couple Eng- English translations of that, so I use one of those English translations. But you can pray along with me. I put the uh, the prayers, your parts, on there, and, and there's a little circle with my head with a webcam from my office, uh, praying that with all of you. So if you're looking for Stations of the Cross, that's a great way of being able to pray. Um, I do want to put other additional content on there because we are not able to physically pray with with people, um, you know, uh, with the the community as much as that pains me. And that's it's, this is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do as a priest, other than celebrating, um, you know, the the funerals uh, for 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 some some people who were very young, um, those who were very beloved. Um, you know, this is this is certainly up there. Not being able to celebrate the sacraments with all of you, and then only being able to to celebrate the sacraments with uh, with those who are dying. So celebrating, um, you know, what what's traditionally known as the last rites, but celebrating anointing of the sick, uh, confession, and viaticum, which is communion. Um, you know, at, it's viaticum known as uh, food for the journey. So celebrating those three sacraments with the with those who are dying, just actually just did that at uh, one of the hospice centers here in Parma, um, with uh, with one uh, a young man who was on um, uh, his hospice care. Um, so certainly keeping him in prayer. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's becoming a very difficult thing, just uh, even as a priest, because we become priests to serve all of you. And I, I'm grateful that I have the the knowledge and the capabilities of being able to put some of these things online. But but it, as you know, it, it just doesn't feel the same. But at least right now, it, it's providing you some tools, and it and it feels like I'm connecting with all of you. So I appreciate all the the, the notes. Um, I appreciate uh, the emails, the messages on social media. Uh, I, I appreciate the letters, the physical letters that you're sending. Um, my way, it, it really does a lot to to lift the spirit, um, my spirit, and and I know it lifts the spirits of of the other priests um, throughout uh, throughout the the diocese, throughout the United States, throughout the world. Just knowing that uh, you're you're with us, that you're supporting us, that you're praying with us, even if you know we can't gather physically together. So it's it's all about keeping each other safe and um, trying to trying to do that and abiding by uh, what the rules are right now because that's ultimately what the what the goal is to keep everybody physically safe so that um, one day um, in the in hopefully the near future we can gather together again um, in the joy of uh, of of the churches 
throughout the world, and the church bells hopefully will be ringing, and it'll be a beautiful, beautiful occasion, and I look forward to that so much, celebrating the great sacraments of, of initiation, um, such as First Communions. Oh, one of my favorite things in the entire church year is seeing the excitement for our First Communicants. Uh, it's just uh, something I, I'm certainly going to miss you know, celebrating with you guys on your on your First Communion Day. Um, celebrating confirmation with our with our eighth graders here at the parish, with other um, confirmation communities. Celebrating, uh, you know, obviously all you guys will be confirmed. You guys will receive First Communion at a later date. But I, I look forward to the day when we're able to celebrate that together. Uh, you know, celebrating sacraments of initiation with our RCIA. You know. We're very sorry that, you know, this was pushed off, but, you know, hopefully that hunger in your heart to really receive those sacraments, you know, is on your heart. And we look forward to that day when you, you were able to do that in the midst of the parish community. Um, for all those who, who are about to be ordained priests and deacons, certainly you've been in our prayers and, and know that, uh, of course, uh, you know, as you've been called to, to this, you know, it's only a matter of time before, um, you know, you can celebrate the, that big day. Uh, same thing with uh, those getting uh, married, you know, certainly um, continue to, to pray for you in your engagement period. If you've had to move your wedding date, certainly praying for you and peace in your heart. Um, you know, because this is, honestly, everybody, this is something we're all going through. It's not just something that a small uh, niche of, of the community is going through. We're all going through this, not just here in Northeast Ohio, but the, the entire United States, the entire world. And this is something that we're, we're in this together. And and so um, just know that all of you are been, have been lifted up in prayer. I know my brother priest talking with them, continue to pray for all of you. Um, in, in so many different ways and facets, and, and you're near and dear to our hearts. You know, God, who is the God of, of heaven and earth, the God who is God um, through space and time, continues to unite our hearts together, especially through um, through those masses, through our recitation of the Liturgy of the Hours. So just know that you're being lifted up in that moment, and, and just know that I really look forward to to praying with you, I've been watching a little bit more TV. Um, yeah, not not so not a ton, just because I've been really trying to figure out what I can do for all of you. Um, but uh, we've been watching some TV shows, so I'll, I'll give you some updates soon on what I watch and give you some reviews. And uh, just know that uh, I'll continue to um, to try to provide prayer resources for all of you as well. So I did mention that I was going to talk a little bit about prayer, and I think what I'm going to do is sort of create a series on ways to pray, uh, where to pray, and, and stuff like that, just um, to try to help all of you. You know, how do you sanctify your home? How do you sanctify your own life? Meaning, how do you how do you make that holy? How do you make your home holy? How do you make um, your life holy? And how do you continue to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, especially in the situation in the world today? So um, what we're going to do here uh, for this final segment is I want to, to talk a little bit about just prayer and, um, you know, how 
how are you supposed to do that um, right now? And then I'll dedicate uh, a number of segments in the, the future episodes. So I plan on on doing this a little bit more regularly uh, with all of you. It might be um, every week. It might actually be a few more times during the week, just depending on how much time I get. So um, let's start off with with talking about um, where do you pray and and like basically what what is prayer. So let's start off with that. Like, what is prayer? So prayer, essentially, it can be defined as communication with God, communication with heaven, and uh, communication with that with that world, and but especially uh, to God. And how do you think about all the different ways we communicate with each other, um, especially right now uh, during this time of a uh, pandemic, we're thinking about all different ways that we can communicate with each other, and, and it's just, uh, it's great that we live in the year 2020 when there's all sorts of different communication vehicles available to us where we can still see with each other. I can't imagine what the Spanish flu was like in 1918 when they were very limited with their communication efforts. But here in the year 2020, we have lots and lots of uh, communication vehicles available to us. So um, you think about all those ways. Well, just like there's all sorts of different ways to communicate with each other, there's all sorts of different ways to pray, to communicate with heaven, to communicate with God. And it's just a matter of finding the few that you're most comfortable with. Just as there are certain communication vehicles that you're most comfortable with. So um, for me personally in my life, um, I, I love being able to to obviously communicate with people physically. It's my favorite way of doing it. It's just being able to see the person in the eye, um, seeing their reaction, like being with somebody personally. Obviously right now I can't do that. Um, but being able to still see people. So so being able to access things like video chat uh, through Google Hangouts, Google Meet, uh, Zoom, uh, being able to do that through Discord chat. Um, I don't have Apple products, so I'm not doing FaceTime, but I know a lot of people do FaceTime. Uh, totally do that. If, if you can physically see somebody, that is probably the next best thing. Uh, you know, if it's on a, uh, a video screen, uh, next best thing, uh, you know, think about like phone call, you're thinking about um, just hearing somebody's voice, even if you can just audio chat with somebody, maybe even just talking with somebody through a door, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, being able to do that, uh, you know, is, is something that's okay as well. Um, and then of course you have your text chat, like, so you're, you're texting via your phone, um, through email, um, sending a letter, things like important ways to chat. Um, so, you know, even though there's all sorts of vehicles in the year 2020, um, it seems like we're limited as well. Well, with the communication with God, communication with heaven, there's all sorts of different ways to do it. Many, many, many more ways to pray than there are even just communication with, with each other here on earth. And there's been 2,000 years worth of saints writing about these different ways to pray, even Jesus himself um, showing us some of those ways to pray by, uh, you know, by what we read about in scripture. And you'll read about uh, some of those ways um, over this next week um, if you pray along with us for for daily masses. So, um, but that doesn't mean um, that you only have to to pray in, in, in a few different ways. Um, you can change things up if you'd like to. Find like what, where you're most comfortable. Find what sticks out best to you because what works for me isn't necessarily going to be what works best for you, isn't going to be what 
works best for your spouse or for your children or for your siblings or for your parents, whatever, or who it might be. It it's that's the beauty of our tradition is there's ways to pray for everybody. It's just finding what works best for you. Now, where do you pray? That's important too. Well, right now, a lot of people are praying at home. So being able to maybe find even just a quiet place in your home to be able to pray, finding a dedicated place, maybe setting up like a temporary altar area, maybe you got some holy pictures, saint pictures, um, go for a walk, maybe even in the parks, pray in the midst of nature. If your church is open for prayer, like it here at St. Charles, maybe taking the opportunity to do that. Um, just pray for a little bit in, in these sacred places. And then um, just being able to, to find out what works best in those times. So like I said, I'm going to give you guys a couple examples of prayer in the next few episodes. Uh, so look forward to that. But thank you so much for tuning in. Know that you're all in my prayers. Know that you're in the prayers of the the parish community and all priests all throughout the world. And I look forward to, uh, to the time I get to pray with you in person. God bless.